Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Wednesday, January the 12th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is convoke, which means to call together to a meeting. Convoke. Hope everyone is enjoying their Wednesday, or will enjoy their Wednesday, I should say. Midweek swing. We are almost there. Uh, Weather-wise here in North Carolina, cold temperatures have dropped down into the 20s, teens, windshield factor during the day also. Cold, cold, cold. Expecting some uh, precipitation, possibly, this weekend. Uh, Although, uh, as of the update this morning, they're saying that we could possibly... And this part of North Carolina just see sleet and frozen rain. That's it. Yeah, that's about typical here in North Carolina, this part of North Carolina anyway. We really don't get that much much of uh, snow. So we'll see. But there have been some moments in time where we got freaked out and we received tons of snow. That's only a few inches. But that's tons of snow for us uh, North Carolinians. Just is, just is. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And, uh, oh, man, wow, uh, we lost another one. Bob Saget, uh, what they're determined and calling him uh, America's dad from the full house from the 90s. Man, passed out. Well, they found him in a hotel room. They're, what they're saying now is it could have been a medical condition. But, wow, certainly hate to see that. He was on in the middle of or starting out on a, a comedy tour. and went back to stand-up. Or continue with the stand-up, man. Hate to hear that. We we so we are surely losing a lot of great ones. We just are. Uh, maybe it's the cycle of life. Who knows? Who knows? Wow. Well, now the end of the football season and the playoffs playoffs have started. And along with those playoffs starting, there has been a uh, bevy of head coaching and even general managers firings, man, Monday came in <laughs> and, and I guess that was the, like I said, it was the end of the season. So they, a lot of the owners and the coaches and their boards got, uh, got together and said, Hey, enough is enough. We're tired of dealing with your losing ways. And uh, on that list, the top of that list is of course, the Chicago bears fired uh, Nagy and GM pace. Fired the head coach and the GM. And they just said, hey, we just done with y'all. Yeah, Nagy, oh, that Bears team, man. They, <laughs> Yeah, I could see the reason for the firing of that. You know, many times I said, yeah, I can't. I don't think you should fire a coach. But, man, that, that play calling, that selection, and how they had that offense running, no. You had to go. Just had to go. Certainly hate to see someone fired. And also uh, the New York Giants fired their head coach. The Minnesota Vikings fired their head coach. The Denver Broncos fired their head coach. But the surprise to me, and, and, and many others, you know, this, la- this last firing has many people scratching their heads because coach had a winning season. Uh, you know, they weren't going to make the playoffs, but still they had a winning season. And that's the Miami Dolphins fired their head coach. You know, Miami... <laughs> They've they've been battling or, or or scratching their heads over the past two years, 
they have a pretty good quarterback, and, and just recently they really got behind him because for the past two years or whatever, however long he's been in the league, they've been trying to, you know, quite possibly put him on the trading blocks. And then you fire your head coach after uh, two years. It, it, it was two years of a winning season. Got to kind of scratch your head on that one. Miami, uh, man, what in the world? You guys, at one point in time, they were a premier team. And they hit a little uh, hit bottom. I think they're going to stay on the bottom because that firing of that coach, that made no sense right there to me. I'm sorry. It just didn't. Maybe it didn't make any sense because I'm not in football operations. But uh, common sense would dictate. I mean, this guy has two winning seasons. Yeah, we haven't made the playoffs, but he's been here two years. He's turning the program around. Let's keep him and see what we can do. But maybe these teams do have more money than we think that they can just fire and shop around and hire new coaches just like that on a whim, seems like. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, that, that most definitely, that firing there was a surprise to a lot of people. Just was. Just was. Man. And, uh, of course, <laughs> Omicron. Boy, Omicron is, 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 is well, that's a continuation of COVID. Uh, here locally, there, there certainly is a lot going on. Uh, bus driver shortages again. In Raleigh, they're saying, hey, the bus driver's shortage for uh, they sent a notice out to the parents and say, hey, quite possibly you may have to find transportation for your kids because our bus drivers are out with Omicron. Then here in Durham, uh, Monday's got off to a rocky start. A lot of bus drivers didn't show up because they hadn't been paid yet. Somehow there was a, an accounting error with, between, uh, I guess, Durham County and, and, and the bank that disperses the funds. But they said by Monday evening that everyone was paid. Man, and if that isn't enough, the FDC or, or, or the CDC, I'm sorry, man, the, the CDC has come on under fire for their uh, quarantine recommendations with Omicron. Now, we know Omicron is highly transmiss transmissible, but what they're saying, the hospital rates, are, even though some hospitals are reporting a high number, and that's mainly because of the unvaccinated that what they're saying, high number of uh, people in the hospital, but it, it isn't what they're saying, not that transmissible. So the, the CDC came out with the guidelines for quarantine, new guideline quarantine uh, recommendations of five days, five days in and five days uh, out, if that makes sense. What they're saying, five days, if you have it, quarantine yourself, then after five days, go ahead on out into the world, just make sure you put on your face mask. Hmm. It certainly has a lot of people confused because you're saying it's highly transmissible and maybe the Omicron goes away in five or 10 days. And maybe after, well, they're saying after the fifth day, it, it starts to, uh, I guess, dwindle away. So you just keep your face mask on and keep your distance and all that good stuff. Wow. That certainly is odd. Uh, I don't know about that recommendation from the, uh, from, uh, man. And, and also, man, did you see the exchange? <laughs> the exchange between, I think Dr. Fauci's getting fed up with the nonsense of people ridiculing him. The exchange between uh, Dr. Fauci and, and Senator Rand Paul. This is the first time they've got into it in, in those, during those hearings. But what uh, Dr. Fauci is now saying that due to uh, Senator Rand Paul's uh, political push, the, the pushback against him and his COVID recommendations, he's received death threats. Not only he, but members of his family also. Wow. Uh, 
Not too sure what to say about that one. Man, that's 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 crazy there. That's that that is that is really crazy. Man, yeah, they got into it, and Dr. Fauci wasn't too pleased. I think he's getting fed up. I think he is. Let's get back to some football news because uh, as we know, like I said at the beginning, the playoffs are here. So in the AFC, it looks like it's going to be the LA Raiders versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Then you have the Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. Then Sunday, well, all those games are happening on Saturday. Those are your wild card games, I guess. And uh, Sunday, also Pittsburgh, Steelers, they're still in it, are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Many are saying that may be uh, Big Ben's last game. Could be. Could be. And on the NFC side, you have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you have, uh, uh uh-oh, San Francisco 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Then Monday, you have Arizona versus the L.A. Rams. And, of course, uh, let's see who who has a bye. I believe it's the Green Bay Packers. Like I said, pretty much everybody in the NFC got to come through Green Bay if they want to get to that that, that Super Bowl championship. And then in the AFC, I believe it's the Tennessee Titans that have a a bye week. But um, back to that San Fran and Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, you knew I was going to do it. You knew it was coming. Uh, Cowboys, I hope you're up on your game because uh, San Fran is your Achilles heel. Every year, uh, every so often, or however you, you want to term it, when you guys run up against San Fran, you don't fare too well. But we'll see how this one turns out. We just will. San Fran and the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys fans are still saying they're going to the Super Bowl. They got everybody back healthy, and they're hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, they put a shellacking on the uh, uh, was it the Eagles last week? I believe they scored fifty some odd points. So hey, could be, could be. We'll see. I don't think you guys are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, no, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Don't know who will be in the Super Bowl right now. I can't predict, but. Uh, after that beating last week, many are saying the Cowboys could be on their way. And and that many is, of course, their fans. They just, they're diehard fans. You got to give it to them. You got to give it to them. They won't let up for a squat. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And go sit down somewhere. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. All right. Let's go get it. I'm sure by now everyone has heard about that uh, Bronx apartment fire, Bronx, New York apartment fire that happened Sunday. And it left 17 dead, eight children. And what they're saying, those that that passed, uh, they passed because of smoke inhalation. And now we hear about this every winter, every winter, and and, and we just do. What they're saying that started the fire was a space heater. If you're not familiar with space heaters are, space heaters are those little uh, portable heaters where, where you, you know, a lot of people in the cold, uh, either they have central air and heat or the central air and heat. And a lot of these old buildings aren't up to par. So a lot of people go out and they get space heaters. And apparently this space heater sparked a fire in an apartment. Um, father, you know, of course, uh, the story of the father where the fire started is, is you can see the hurt and anguish and you can hear it in his voice. If you've seen the uh, footage, 
as he explains what happens, that, that there was uh, a fire in one of the bedrooms and he got his kids and the rest of his family out. And he, he was just distraught. But what, they're re- what, what really caused the fire to spread or the smoke to spread, I should say, a lot of those apartments are equipped with what they, what they term fire doors. And these are doors to the apartments that, that you don't have to close. They're supposed to swing open and swing back. And apparently that door didn't. And so smoke pretty much ran all the way through the building. And a lot of people were, of course, overcome by the smoke and passed to the tune of 17. Now, uh, another thing that has come out also is uh, New York City inspectors had flagged the apartment because of those doors. So they were they were on the record for having problems with those doors. And now it caused the death of 17 and the displacement of, of uh, however, many others. So, yeah, uh, whoever's in running that apartment building, whether it be HUD or, or Section 8 or however you turn it, or a private landlord, you got to answer some questions now. And, and like I said, that they had been on, on the radar, had been on report for having problems with those doors. They were told to fix them, and it looks like they didn't fix it. Yeah, if you see the story of that father and the rest of those uh, uh, tenants, and uh, I believe there were some parents, and and they were saying they could hear the kids screaming for help throughout the building, not just one set up or not just one apartment, but throughout the building. Wow, man, that that is certainly gut wrenching, and, and and suddenly it just doesn't tug at your heart, man. You have to stop and think, and and thank and thank the good Lord, you're still here. And you're safe. Pray for those people in, in the Bronx, New York. They certainly needed everyone involved, even the firefighters. Because, of course, if you know anything uh, and much noise as we talk about police officers, and anyone that works in civil service at that level, emergency services, when there's a kid involved or children involved, it, it, it yeah, it'll take you there. Because just pray for everyone involved in, the, in this, man. That is certainly hard to uh, just 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 comprehend. I couldn't even imagine being there. Just couldn't. Just couldn't. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys this morning. Also, there's a uh, wow. I, I reported numerous times about the state's Medicaid and Medicare system, and and how it's broken. It's broken, and it has been defrauded a number of times. You know, I told you about the doctors who were getting paid still through Medicaid and Medicare, charging Medicaid and Medicare. And they were they had their licenses suspended or revoked, and they were still billing Medicaid and Medicare, and or Medicaid or Medicare, I should say. And, and of course, you know about the broken system they had that was supposed to monitor and, and alert when doctors, uh, license, doctors or dentists' licenses were suspended or revoked that were not or was not fixed, had been that way for years. Supervisors knew about it and still didn't give a care to try to fix it. Well, this next story, uh, wow, it's about fraud. <laughs> it's fraud flat out. I mean, I, I've, I've heard a lot about fraud cases as it relates to government, uh, government uh, subsidies or uh, however you want to term it. But this one here, this was just blatant greed. It got good got good to the good doctor because there's a doctor here in North Carolina that is under investigation. 
Now, more specifically here in Durham County. Now, Durham County, since she, uh, the doctor has been indicted, she was indicted uh, sometime last week by the feds. Since she's been indicted, Durham County is investigating and checking into uh, its books also. Now, the Raleigh doctor, she's from Raleigh. And, 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 and what they're doing, they're checking to her tenure under the position she once served as the county county's public health medical director. She served from December 19, 2019 through December 31st, 2021. Now, what they're saying specifically, she was the director of the Durham County Public Health Department's medical and laboratory department. She was overseeing all clinical functions of the department, focusing on the county's response to the COVID-19 response. As you know, she boosted, she boasted on, on her uh, LinkedIn page. So she was in, tar- in charge of uh, Durham County's, during this pandemic, she was in charge of uh, Durham County's response to it. Now, now what she said on her LinkedIn was she specifically was in charge of test, testing for those historically in uh, marginalized communities. Now, under her contract, um, man, she made $540,982.84. Wow. So why is Durham investigating? Because the good doctor, because of that, as I mentioned earlier, a 20-count federal indictment for Medicare fraud of her private practice. She had a, had a private practice that she turned uh, named the Greater Carolina Ear, Nose, and Throat Clinic. Yeah, she was an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Um, the story, wow. I, I could, you know, the fraud, like I said, but there's another part to the fraud uh, of this case that has me, and I, I would wonder, and dare I say many other others discussed it. Now, she had practices in Raleigh, Lumberton, and Rockingham. Now, as I said, she was indicted last week and charged by federal prosecutors with billing Medicare roughly $46 million for medical services and her practice. Now, what they're saying, the alleged alleged practice generates $5.4 million for sinus treatment. So, like I said, she was an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Now, she's also been indicted for identity theft, mail fraud, deceiving regulators and patients also by falsifying medical doctors uh, documents from 2014 to 2018. Now, here's where it gets kind of tricky and, and disgusting. Now, in the indictment also, it's alleging that she received hundreds of thousands of dollars of course, by reusing devices that, that what it what it is, she, this device that she used, it was inserted into the patient's noses that helps with uh, sinus infections. So she reused these devices. She was reusing the devices that goes into people's noses that comes in contact with mucus and other bodily secretions. Despite the devices being authorized for single use only. Sweet Jesus. Okay, um, let me stop right there for a moment. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, you, you can you can get your indictment for however many uh, hundreds of thousands and millions she defrauded Medicaid or Medicare or whatever, however you term it. Yeah, 
But for that of you reusing those devices that were once placed into other patients' noses, and now you're putting into a new patient's nose, you don't need to practice medicine anymore. Your license needs to be taken, not suspended, but revoked. Taken permanently, never to enter any form of the medical field. I don't care where. Take her license. She doesn't need to do anything in medicine. Um, the fraud, yeah. But that right there, that tipped the scale for me. That tipped it into the point of saying, nah, you don't need to practice anywhere. Because you showed no regard for anyone's health or well-being to reuse those devices that you insert in someone's nose. Now, it's for sinus infections. It's like a, little, uh, a balloon. You insert, the th you insert it up there and it's supposed to open up the sinus passages so people, the sinus can drain and people can breathe better. But you were reusing it. <sighs> Maybe she was too smart for her own good because she has multiple degrees from the University of Illinois and Harvard. And she's worked in the field for over 20 years. Now, also, and, and UNC Chapel Hill, the pharmacy school, they're going back and looking at their records also, along with Durham and Wake and Lumberton and, Lumberton and, and Rockingham, because she served there at, at the pharmacy school uh, from May 2017 to July 2019. There she earned uh, $140,000. And also, she was one of 17 members on the North Carolina Board of Medical Care Commission. She was appointed by the governor. Since then, she's resigned, of course. You know, yeah, I would, you didn't have any choice in that. You had to resign after all of this came out. But this isn't her first brush with the law. This isn't. Back in 2005, Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina sued her for allegedly overcharging the insurer by millions of dollars through fraud. It's not her first rodeo. <laughs> this isn't her first rodeo. Now she countersued and initially the case was settled out of court in 2009. Wow. That's probably what tipped everything. That, that, that's what started everything right there. That uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield suing her in 2005 for those fraud, for, uh, fraud charges for allegedly overcharging by millions of dollars. Yeah, that put her on the radar right there. That's when the feds, were, they probably were looking at it, looking at her. If you guys remember, I did a story about some tax preparers here in Durham that faced charges for uh, falsifying ta tax documents, you know, to the student, like the head of the household, earned income. And they had years before had been under the, uh, under the radar, under the microscope by the feds. And they kept going at it. They kept going at it to the feds, allowed them to accumulate a certain amount. Then they came in and indicted it and, and charged them and, and trial and everything. And they're now serving time. This sounds like what, this sounds like the same scenario right here with the good doctor. The money got good to her. Didn't matter that, that you had already been through the exact same thing. Allegations of you overcharging and fraud. That was just from Blue Cross Blue Shield. But you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they're not a small insurer. They're everywhere. And I, I, I dare I say, quite uh, dare I say, hey, the feds caught wind of it, too. So they started looking that 2009 uh, settlement out of court. That tipped the scale right there. 
That's when everybody started looking at you, good doctor. Why did you continue? Maybe you didn't have enough money saved up. You know, oftentimes they say that those that do unscrupulous things, they flat out, I wouldn't say get ignorant, but they get greedy. Greed, greed, greed. Greed always does the end. Just does. The money got good to you. You got off, you shook off one charge, and you kept on somehow, some way, um, 10, 11, 12 years later, you're right back where you were before. Charged with fraud and overcharging people. Now you're being charged with, oh, my Lord, I, I can't even fathom that you would reuse those uh, uh, that, that, that device that went up in people's noses. Don't even care if you clean them or sanitize them. It's the fact that they were once used and they were only authorized for one-time use. And you're in the medical profession. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, you did all of this quite possibly and you were over a COVID response for the marginalized community. And you had these practices in Raleigh, Lumberton, and Rockingham. Now, those two, Lumber, Lumberton and Rockingham, I guess they would be considered uh, rural areas. Country. Thought you could get away with it there. I, 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 I gather, or dare I say also, that's probably where a lot of your overcharging came from down there in those rural counties or rural communities. And you got away with it for so long. And of course, you got greedy. So you kept the ball rolling. Now you've been indicted by the feds. This isn't the state. This is the feds. That Medicare fraud has, has and is quite possibly is going to do a lot of people in, uh, even during the, with this pandemic. I bet you we're going to hear a lot more reports of fraud from these and the, those people in the medical profession, doctors. Greed. Uh like I said, you had 20 years in the game. You had a bevy of uh, medical degrees. Uh, I guess being educated and, and having that uh, that time in is superseded by greed. It just is. Because that's what this sounds like. Yeah, you don't need to practice medicine anymore. You, you, anything related in the medical field, you don't need to be in it. Not even if it's just paperwork. You don't need to be an administrator. You need to stay far, far away from the medical field as possible. Not even filling out paperwork. Well, we, we know you can't fill out paperwork. <laughs> Fraud charges. You overcharge Medicare. That's how you did it. You filled out the paperwork. Overcharge. Wow. That there, man. Wow. Um, still haven't heard anything about those patients. I would imagine they'll come out, uh, come down the line later when they get, you know, when they, they get into the uh, court proceedings. But, uh, uh, yeah, that license is going to be taken away. Uh, as far as jail time, really haven't heard anything about that. But, yeah, you might be facing some jail time, too. Because you were entrusted with the care and health and well-being of a lot of people. And, and another thing, uh, those ear, nose, and throat doctors or specialists, a lot of kids go through those hospitals too. Were you doing this to kids? That's even more. That's even, that's even worse. 
You don't need to practice medicine ever. Anywhere near it, you don't need to be. Stay clear. And, and if I could say anything, if there, if the feds ever came after somebody, I applaud them for this. I know you're going to say, well, the feds are just coming after because of the fraud. Yeah. But you may need to face some criminal charges, too, for what you did with that, those devices that went up in folks' noses. That was just disgusting and despicable. I can't believe, well, greed. Greed breeds ignorance. <laughs> it always does. It always does. Man. I can't even fathom or imagine that someone would do something like this. Trusted doctor. A lot of people came to you in need and search of help. Little do they know what you were doing. Man. Wow. Just wow. Just wow, man. That, that That's absurd. You know, like I said, the greed of folks, it, it, it surprised me, but doesn't surprise me sometimes. Uh, I think this goes right hand in hand with ignorance and greed. Because none of that made any sense. Like I said, when you got off of that Blue Cross and Blue Shield um, mess where they sued you, I think I would have laid low and stopped. But by then, it could have been too late. Fans were already on you. But your Blue Cross, Blue Shield turned some info over to them. Just you. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought.